Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio, a leading online community where our goal is to educate, empower, and connect female distance runners across the world. We believe in healthy running, fueling, and embracing our strength as female distance runners inside and out. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. All right, I am going to introduce our guest today, Haley Marcos. She is wrapping up her last final weeks as a student at Smith College in Massachusetts, where she completed four years of cross country, three years of track, and one year of swimming. As a New Hampshire native, Haley started competitive swimming and running in fifth grade and pursued triathlon throughout high school. While pursuing her degree in engineering, Haley explored her interest in making physical activity more inclusive through research and prosthetics and wearable robotic devices. However, it has been during her work with youth running programs that Haley has discovered what she aspires to pursue as a career, coaching. Her personal experiences with mental health and eating disorders, her ambition to use sport as a way to spark change in the world, and her overall zeal for things running related led her to start her own podcast, Triple Knot, as a space for female collegiate runners to share their own stories. So that said, we are super excited to welcome Haley to the show. Enjoy this episode. Hello, Strong Runner Chicks. Welcome to another episode of SRC Radio. Um, It is Kelsey here, and today we are uh, chatting with Haley Marcos. Haley, welcome. Hey, Kelsey. Thank you so much for having me. I'm wicked excited. Oh my gosh. First of all, I love that you said wicked. That's (laughs) such a familiar phrase that I don't hear often anymore. Um, For those of you who are listening, Haley um, ran at Smith College, which is in Western Massachusetts, and I grew up in Western Massachusetts. Um, And wicked is just a very familiar phrase out there, so it makes me very comforted to hear that. I say it all the time, and sometimes I don't realize it until I'm at school and people start pointing it out. It's just like so natural at home. Yes, (laughs) so true. Um, okay, so to start off the podcast, Haley, um, set the stage for us. Where are you right now? What's going on? Um, you told me before we started recording that you got um, like a half a foot of snow recently, and, and listeners, this is the end of March when we're recording, so kind of bizarre to hear that, but set the stage for us, Haley. Yeah, so I'm at home right now in Dover, New Hampshire. Um, I just had to move out of college a little over a week ago um, because of what's going on with the coronavirus pandemic right now. Um, so that was really hard, heartbreaking um, for sure to have to process the news that my school was going online for the remainder of the semester because um, I'm a senior. And so I, I had to say goodbye um, to that like era of my life and um, especially to you know all my friends that are plane rides away. Um, but I've been really grateful for how Smith has handled it and just been trying to settle into a new routine at home. Yeah, it's so hard when things shift so quickly um, and we we have to like make all these changes at once. It's not only like leaving, like transitioning from being um, a senior in college, but also transitioning from, you know, uh, being an athlete in college, but then like you said, saying goodbye to friends and moving in back. It's just like so much is going on in addition to this pandemic that's going on. So um, I want to acknowledge that, Haley, and, and kind of give you some support there because it's it's like not an easy transition 
it like in and of itself without everything else that's going on. Right. Yeah. It's like already an uncertain time of your life, like regardless of what's happening in the world. Um, so it's, it's just comforting to know that like everyone is in the same boat at least. And I think there's a lot to learn from this situation in many, many aspects of life. So. Yeah. So true. So true. Um, so to start off, how'd you get your start in running? How'd you get your start in athletics? You know, what kind of led you to Smith? Give us the background. Yeah. So when I was in fourth grade, my elementary school had a weekly recess running club. Um, and we would walk and run around a gravel path and we'd get a little plastic foot keychain every time we completed a loop. So I was like all in it for the feet, like collect as many feet as I could. Um, and then I also joined a swim team, the local club swim team around the same time. So when I started elementary school, my dad was like, you want to try cross country? Um, Cause we would run with swimming and I, I just, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, wait, kids like run across the country? Like what? Like <laughs> what? But <laughs> he's like, no, it's like trail running. And I was just like, I'm still confused, but sure. Why not? Um, so yeah, I, it was probably the most invigorating thing I'd ever done for myself before and liberating. Um, so I really quickly fell in love with the sport and um, started getting really competitive once I was in like seventh and eighth grade. And from there, just like had my eyes set on wanting to run in college. Um, so I, when I was looking at schools, I was also really prioritizing my academics and I wanted to try to do both swimming and running. And when I met with the coaches at Smith, they were seemed so supportive of that. Um, I really just felt like I clicked with both of them. And Smith also has an engineering program, which is really unique because it's a small women's college um, in Massachusetts. And most of the liberal arts schools that I wanted to go to didn't offer engineering programs. So I was really intrigued by that. And I'm so happy I made that choice. I've really loved my time at Smith. Oh, that's awesome. What a neat way to kind of get into it. And I love the two words that you use to describe running and that it was invigorating and liberating, like so, such like foundational words just for life in general to have some sort of experience that's not only invigorating, but also freeing and liberating mm -hmm. um, is really, really powerful and empowering, I can imagine. Right. And yeah, you don't usually get that many experiences like that as a kid. Yeah, I agree. I feel like um, you can imagine like doing things as a kid that might have been really exciting, but to have both those, co that combination of both mm -hmm. those like, really powerful words is, is really amazing. Um, so like you said, you, you're finishing up your senior year at Smith College. You've gone through all these, um, you know, transitions. First of all, congrats on finishing up. I know you're not th to the end quite yet, but um, it is, you know, something worth to be, worth uh, to appreciate and also honor the hard work you did in the last four years to get where you are. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, so how does it feel to be entering this new phase of life? You spoke a little bit about it before, but you know, you're kind of in this like awkward period of like, okay, I'm still a senior, but I'm now really actually feeling more of this transition more than I thought I would. So, so what's this kind of um, entering this new phase like? Yeah. So like, wow, if you had asked me this probably three weeks ago, I would have felt completely different. Um, just, yeah. Cause as, as we were saying, like when you, 
graduate during a global pandemic, everything is uncertain for everyone. So um, I was, um, and I still definitely am looking forward to going off in the world and being um, independent. Um, I was planning on working at a summer camp in New Hampshire and then leaving for New Zealand in September. Um, I was going to spend a year there on a working visa and do some like seasonal work on farms or like I, I was looking into some retreat centers and just, I have some other ideas. Um, not really sure what they would look like yet, but I'm definitely nervous about if I will be able to do that in the time frame that I was hoping to. Just, I'm not sure how much longer I'll have to stay at home. Um, but yeah, definitely just trying to use this time at home as um, a way to just like sort out my life between both of my parents' houses and everything I've had at school and just um, work on like little projects that I've been putting off because of being in college. Awesome. Um, wow, New Zealand. I have heard such good things about New Zealand. So I am, I'm really like sending good energy to you in hopes that that works out. Or if not there, then somewhere else that seems really magical and, and, um, and really impactful for you to experience. Because I think that no matter what chance you get, having the opportunity to go somewhere new and really like kind of find yourself in a, in a new environment is really important. Um, so I hope that you have that opportunity. Um, and I hope it's in New Zealand for, for, um, cause it sounds like it was a really nice opportunity for you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you also mentioned a few little projects that, um, you were doing now that you were in um, college. So what projects are you, I'm just interested for my own benefit. What, um, like what projects are you interested in? What are you diving deep into right now, now that you have the space to do so? Yeah. So I've been working on my podcast, um, that I can talk more about later um, with a running podcast. I've also been working on looking into just like future careers. Um, and then one of my friends from high school and I were talking about just sort of like the experiences that we had in high school um, in the way of like inclusion of like different identities, I guess um, is how I'd phrase it. And and just some of the, the issues that we felt in high school that we wished like could be addressed. And if there's a way that we can try to like start some like alumni support program at the high school, I have no idea what that means or would look like um, or how much work that would entail, but just something I've been trying to think about. Yeah. And we'll, we'll chat a little bit further about your podcast um, in the future, but I love this idea of, um, you know, this inclusion of, of different identities and how can this be addressed? And, you know, I think it's really neat that you and your friend, first of all, recognize that this wasn't being addressed in your high school, especially in high school, right? Because that's where a lot of the formative um, developmental processes are happening, of course, in college as well. But when you get to college, it's kind of a different level. Um, but yeah, that'd be, I, I, you know, if that ever develops or take form in any other way, keep us updated on, on what happens with that. It sounds like it might be very, very important for your, not only you and your friend, but your community as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that I have her to lean on to because it's always nice to have a, have a buddy to flesh those ideas out with. Oh my gosh, totally. Those buddies are the best, right? You get on the phone with them and you talk like for three hours and you're like, 
let's thought, think of like five different other things we can do. Um, I often experience that so much with Alina and Megan, who are the other two um, counterparts of SRC. And we will get on a roll of like, we want to do this and this and this. And like, it's, it's can be really exciting and invigorating to do that as well. Um, so I guess just jumping back before we move on to kind of your time at Smith. So you ran track and cross country there. I think you said in your email that you had written, you ran four years of cross country and three years of track. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Um, what was your experience like doing that? Yeah. So like, oh, oh my goodness. Running at Smith was the best thing I've ever done in my life. I was so lucky to be surrounded by like the most wonderful and um, bright, fun, supportive people there. But it also brought up a lot of challenges for me and was a just definitely, definitely a very confusing period of my life. Um, college has been so I came into college on pretty much like on the road to burnout from athletics in high school. I was pursuing triathlon and just like very devoted to my training, but didn't have much guidance in doing that effectively. Um, so I was just going to train as much and as hard as I could to be as good as I could be. And even if people tried to hold me back, it was just like not really um, it didn't really feel that supported. Um, and so then suddenly when I got to college, it was like, I have to balance like an entirely new life and take care of myself. Um, and then all the overexertion physically that I'd gone through in high school and then the mental problems like, um, extreme performance anxiety and just like some like self harm and like self hatred that I had when I went, that went undealt with in high school, just came, like, came with me into college. Um, and so I ended up developing binge eating disorder when I was at school and was also diagnosed with depression. And that like a hundred thousand gazillion percent reflected back on my athletic performances. There was just no consistency whatsoever in how I could train or race um, because there was no consistency in how I could take care of myself. So I was really thankful my the start of my junior year that I was able to open up to my coach and teammates about what I was experiencing. And they were, were and like will always be so supportive in holding me accountable to like going to therapy, even if that meant like missing practice sometimes. Um, and uh, it was really hard to balance and just like I had a stress fracture and um, other injuries. And I just think I ultimately needed a break that I wasn't really able to give myself until when this fall semester was over. I just decided that I wasn't going to do track this spring, which was a really hard decision to make because I love my team so much. But um, I think it's like, it's all been working out for the better so far. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing. Um, I think what your story really depicts is this idea that it's not perfect, right? There's not, there's no same story. Um, mm -hmm. And I think what I, I appreciate you sharing is that when you uh, spoke, the first thing you said that it was the best thing of your life, right? 
Um, and then at the same time, you also went through a lot of these challenges. So I think it's really cool to, to really listen to that and hear that the best things of your life can also be some of the most challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's so important. And I'm so happy that you spoke to that maybe inadvertently, but just like mm-hmm. a really honest story of kind of what you went through and the experience that you had, because um, it's not always perfect. And it does, it's not always like, I hate this phrase, but I'm going to use it, rainbows and sunshine. You know, it's not <laughs> always like that. Um, and so I really appreciate you sharing that. And the other thing I really want to like, I wish I could give your coaches and teammates a hug. My gosh, to have the support of them to be able to go through all that you went through and knowing that you could turn to them and really talk to them um, about what you were going through. I just think that is tremendous. Not only that your courage of sharing, but also their ability to listen and then also help you and hold you accountable is like, man, I think we need more people like that in, in the coaching and, and teammate field, I guess you could say. Yeah, especially within running, like I, I definitely am, am well aware of the eating disorder culture that a lot of teams face. Um, and just like that's prominent within the sport in general. And I'm like really glad that I didn't have to deal with any of that at Smith because like I couldn't imagine how much harder that would have made. Like I, I'm not, not really sure what my path would have looked like instead. Um, and also just like looking back at my, time running in college in general I it it does make me like really sad to think about like all that I wanted to accomplish that I never really was able to come close to but um like what you were saying at the same time like I couldn't imagine it being any different just because I feel like I needed to go through that process of like understanding myself and and the sport and like what it meant to my life to be able to appreciate it and become a stronger person. Yeah, I I really, I, I like that what you said there. I think that, um, there's comes this, because I had a similar process. So I stopped playing, I was a soccer player in college and I stopped playing soccer, um, after my freshman year, just because of traumatic experiences that I had. And, um, there was all there. And to this day, I like, this is what, oh my gosh, like eight or nine years later, eight, seven or eight actually years later of being a freshman in college. And, um, I still think back and was like, Oh, I, but I could have done this. You know, I could have done this. Like, I wonder what my athletic career could have been or where I could have gone. Like, could I have gone pro? Like all these things that come to mind, but, um, and it's so hard to grasp, like to wrestle with those. So I wonder like, how has it been like thinking about like what could have been like, have you had, like, what has that process been like for you? Ooh, Gosh, yeah, it's definitely been really challenging. And like, especially at the end of my senior year when I was um, like watching regionals instead of racing in it, like I had the three previous years and just like, like one of my goals for myself was to um, qualify for, for D3 nationals. And, and so like standing, standing um, on the sidelines for that watching the race where like this thing I felt like I'd been working towards honestly since like middle school it was something I dreaming was had been dreaming about was really emotional um and I I definitely felt like I was getting anxious and like like, hoping I wasn't taking it out on any of my teammates um during that time but just like focusing on what I did have and like you know, what, what does the success mean if you're not happy? Like the fact that I have 
these friendships that are going to last a lifetime um just seem like you know if I had made my goal of qualifying for nationals I think it just would have delayed some of the mental um setbacks and physical setbacks that I've faced and then maybe I would have wound up with that accomplishment but like not with the friends so I yeah focusing on what I what I have gotten out of it has been the key there yeah, that's great. And I would highly echo that for listeners who are in a, like a similar position as Haley or maybe what I was in when you're on the sidelines and you're watching like your teammates compete or succeed or and you're like, I wish I could be there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there, it's so important to like grieve that too and be like, oh, like I need to cry this out or I need to like mm-hmm. let it go. And that is so important to do. But also, like you said, Haley, taking that moment to be like, but I also have these really other cool things that are going on for me. Like I know for me, like my major in school was so powerful for me. Like I, mm-hmm. when I went to UMass, so like literally right down the road from Smith College and um, I created my major there. And that was so important for me to do because um, it allowed me to have a different path outside of athletics and recognize that I am someone else outside of this sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy that you cultivated these relationships that were so powerful and meaningful to, to you. And I, I, I hope that they last for, you know, ever and ever and ever, because those are very hard to come by. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I just want, yeah, I definitely want to add, like, it wasn't easy to get to that point for sure. Like I, I did, I was still seeing a therapist like all of the fall and like, it was something I cried about like all the time. Um, so yeah, it's not like an easy switch to just be like, oh, positive framing, but yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so true. And I hope I didn't come across being like, it's so easy to do oh, this. No, no, no. You're so right. I work with many, many years and I still go to a therapist all the time just to be like, did I do this right? And she's like, I can't tell you that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's not helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally, I totally hear that. And I, I appreciate you speaking to that. Um, so kind of, um, I want to hear, cause in your bio, you actually spoke a little bit about your major and some things you did at Smith. So I'm curious, um, like what was your major at Smith and will you continue to pursue this field of work after graduation or try something new? Like where do you hope to head kind of with all the experience that you've gained at Smith, um, thus far? Yeah. So I majored in engineering at Smith, which is definitely the most unique, uh, Yeah, I'd say the most unique major at our school just because there's such a liberal arts focus. Um, And um, as I was saying with like what I experienced while running, I was just like so caught up in the in the grind and like caught up in survival mode that I never really like stepped back and um, from my major to ask myself like, what do I actually enjoy doing? Like, what makes me laugh and like what type of work do I truly want to like seek out for myself versus just in doing because I feel like I'm like quote supposed to be doing it. Um, and and also like asking myself like where I put my self-worth and like what that like what would happen if that was taken away from me. Um, Cause it was something I'd just been like, ha- like had my eyes on since middle school. Um, and I kept trying to connect engineering with my interest in um in athletics and like in human movement and so I I was I really liked 
the idea of um, studying like assistive devices and medical technologies. Like um, I spent a summer in Boulder, Colorado at an applied biomechanics lab and they work with prosthetics and um, like they're the reason like Oscar Pistorius was able to run in the Olympics, like their research was. And so it was like sick, like I love, and like just being out there in general and like the people I worked it with were so much fun. But at the same time, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know. It was like the kind of the external things to the actual work that I was enjoying about it. Um, and I, I've also like helped with the coach, like a lot of youth running programs and I've worked at high school running camps and stuff like that. And I've just, and like have had leadership roles within athletics. Um, so I've, I've come to realize that I think that's where my true passion lies. And I'd like to try to explore um, some sort of career in coaching after I graduate. Awesome. I know when I was reading your bio and I saw um, the assistive devices and the medical devices and, and kind of working on those things. Um, so cool. Really neat stuff. I've, I've done a lot of work myself with individuals with disabilities and we've used a lot of the devices that people have created. Um, and so I appreciate you kind of getting a glimpse into that field and seeing what it was like, what a neat experience to have. Um, but I also love your reflective questions on like your self-worth and self-value and how is that separate from what you're doing or how is it intertwined with what you're doing. I can tell you've given a lot of thought to this idea of coaching and, and kind of how it will not only impact yourself, but impact the, the woman or men that you work with. So um, I'm really excited to see where you head with this, um, you know, with coaching and, and, you know, what that means and looks like to you. Yeah, thank you. I definitely feel like the, some of the ideas I have for myself after I graduate are, are pretty unconventional. Like, I think it'd be really cool to pair running with like some sort of like human rights activism or something like that. But I like, you know, there isn't like a cookie cutter, like, oh, just apply for this nine to five job type of thing. So um, I'm really excited about exploring like what that might look like and also having the opportunity to create my own path as well. Yeah, that's so hard. And, and like figuring out like, especially with coaching, because coaching is one of those fields where you don't actually have to have like a, a graduate degree in it to do it. You know, it's one of those like, kind of like, how do I figure out this coaching? And especially if you intertwine that with human rights activism, there is no like right way to do it. Right. So there's so many different paths to take. So, um, let us know here at SRC, if we can do anything to support you with that. Um, and we also have spoke a lot with coaches who kind of are doing something along those lines. So give us a shout out and we'll, we'll make some connections in the future once you're done with your year in New Zealand or wherever you end up. Um, but really neat. And I think you're going to, based off of all the, that you talk about this uh, in this podcast thus far, I think you're well on your way to becoming a coach um, and a really good one at that. So we're excited to see where you head. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay, let's dive into this podcast. I am so interested to hear you talk about Triple Knot. Um, first of all, the title of the podcast is awesome. I absolutely love it. So tell us about your passion to start this podcast. You know, how did it come about? Just, you know, tell us more about it. Yeah, so around the time that I was um, like working through concluding like my college running career um, and realizing that I needed the physical and mental break from actually running, 
I still like really wanted to be engaging in the sport in some way and just also wanting to further understand like what running means to my life. So in a way, the podcast is almost like part of a healing process for me. Um, And then I think like what inspired me to actually start it was that I've just been like so thankful and enamored by the female distance running community and um, all of the resources and groups that have come together to confront the many challenges that female athletes runner female athlete runners um, face wow female runners face (laughs) Um, and (laughs) um, and I wanted to just like continue creating those safe spaces for um, especially like young college athletes to share their stories and like continue shifting the narrative to one of like compassion and empathy and like advocacy um, for ourselves and each other and just expand from like what we hear from like professional athletes and experts um, and bring in the younger runners who are currently like living these challenges. Um, So yeah, I've just been trying, I like would really like to keep the podcast like as multi-dimensional in terms of uh, college running experiences, but also at the same time, it's like just been a hobby and it's like not my full-time job. So it's, it's challenging to like seek out the stories that aren't being told, but also a challenge that I definitely enjoy. Yeah, I, um, I think what, well, first of all, I think it's a really neat thing to do as a way to heal, quote unquote. Um, I think that that was really clever to kind of dive into the field without, but also take a step back from it. At the same time, it was like you're doing two different actions, um, which yeah. is really neat. Um, and then what I love what you said about creating a space, a safe space for, you know, young college athletes. I think when we think about creating, um, or I'll speak for myself, I should say. Um, I think when I think about creating safe spaces, I often think about you know, creating them in person, like what Mm. safe spaces like on a campus can we provide to student athletes? But I love that you did it kind of off campus, like and creating a safe space for someone, maybe when they put their, their headphones in and listen, that might be the space or, you know, if they get interviewed on your podcast, creating an open platform for compassion, as you spoke about. So I think you're, you're doing a really pretty awesome job thus far with it, even as just a hobby. And and, you know, challenge, it's always, like you said, challenging to seek out the stories that are untold. Um, do you have any ideas of, like, where you hope to go with the podcast or, like, any stories that you, where you're like, oh, I'd really like to illuminate the light on this story? Mm. Yeah, that's something I've been thinking about more um, this past week. And I think the answer is just I, I don't know, like, especially if I am going to be away in New Zealand. Like, I'm not really sure what the fate of the podcast will be. Um, so yeah, I, that's not very detailed answer, but I'm, I'm not really sure. Yeah, no, totally. It doesn't have to be a detailed answer. I was just curious if you knew, it would be cool too, to see how running in like somewhere like New Zealand or wherever you end up compares to the culture here in the U S and whether there's like a similar, like, uh, you know, similar female culture there that there is here. You know, like, yeah. I, I was just curious if, like, something like that had popped into your head or, you know, finding out stories and kind of what, what did you, uh, like, human rights activism through running and, like, what that looks like in different places. I mean, I think stuff like that might be super cool for you to touch upon, but don't, obviously, don't let me influence you. I'm just, like, my mind is going, once I start, I can't stop, clearly, but 
um yeah yeah I know I appreciate you saying that so much because like it was definitely something I was thinking about I was like oh wow like what if I could go to New Zealand and like research like the running culture there and like talk to like college age runners and like younger female because I have no clue um yeah I have no I've have no experience with other cultures and running um and I know the U.S. is uniquely situated in terms of like the NCAA and like the sort of governing bodies around college sports um so yeah I yeah again like that's what the whole like unconventional path thing I'm like ooh, this sounds so interesting but I'm like how do I do it how do I get much like yeah but no thank you for putting that out there yeah, for sure. And let me know if you ever want to brainstorm. I can, I'm really good at being like a sounding platform of just being like, yeah, that sounds cool. Or maybe think about it this way, but just give me a, sh- a shout out. And um, I know we've spoken with some women in our podcast who've done something similar and setting kind of in, in traveling and setting the different places where they've gone, but um, we'll hook you up. We'll let you know, you know, kind of if you, if that is what you choose to do, we'll, we'll support you on that. Um, so who has been your favorite guest that you've interviewed so far? Yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) I love asking this. (laughs) I'm sorry. Wait, I didn't hear the question. I think it cut a second. Yo, sorry about that. Um, so who has been your favorite guest thus far? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. That's a hard one. (laughs) So the first few, I've really loved how the podcast has brought me closer to many people. Um, because so far, most of the people I've interviewed are people that I, know in some capacity. Um, so I started the podcast by interviewing two of my pretty close friends um, and like learned things about them that had just like never come up in regular conversations before. So that was really neat. Um, and then also, so the uh, I did an episode with Nicole Claremont who runs at Boston College right now. And that was um, really popular among people that were listening. And I think it's just because her story of recovering from orthorexia and the female pressures that I believe um, really like any female competitive runner can connect to on some level. Uh, And Nicole is just like such a big dreamer, like really charismatic, great storyteller, um, yet so authentic. Um, and I'd say a similar thing with for my interview with Paige Lester from Princeton. She had a lot of big aspirations coming into college. And like I believe she could honestly be like one of the best collegiate runners um, in the country and and a pro runner if, if that's something that she was able to want like want to pursue. Um, but then injury after injury and just like a lot of frustration with unanswered medical questions that aren't just like affecting her as a college athlete, but like we're talking about like her bone density and her bone health that's gonna like influence what she can do with her body for the rest of her life. Um, So bringing light to that type of story, especially when she was just like so real about all the mental health challenges that came along with that, like while she's like actively recovering and doesn't know what her future in the sport looks like. And then, of course, I love my interview with Rosalie Fish, who uh, she runs at Iowa Central Community College, and she runs to bring attention to the missing and murdered Indigenous women um, epidemic and just, like, the disparities that Indigenous people face. Um, And, like, I've sort of touched on just, like, 
you know, running is so empowering for us individually and such a powerful statement to make to the rest of the world that like the prospect of using it to spark um, institute, institutional and like systemic change in the world is just so, so exciting to me. Um, it's something I want to continue to explore. Sounds like you've had some really stellar guests on your podcast. I'm actually, I haven't listened to an episode yet, so I'm, I'm going to go for out for a walk later and I may download it so I can listen to them because each one that you spoke about really highlights a different aspect of like um, female runners, right? So mm -hmm. I think that's such a beautiful thing to be able to do is to, to be able to bring in the scope of what's going on in female running and mm -hmm. not just focus on one particular aspect. So I'm interested to see where your podcast heads if it, you know, continues on further. So um, yeah. so as we begin to wrap up, um, we have, I have two final questions for you. Um, so the first one is what advice would you give to your freshman year self? Mm. Um, I think I would want to tell myself that I'm not, it's funny. Cause this is a question that I sort of ask on my podcast. I'm like, Oh, have I even thought about what, how I would answer it? Um, but let's see. I would tell myself that you're that I'm not immune to burnout and that um, no one's going to think anything less of me if I'm honest about what I'm struggling with. Um, and from that, like hard work is important, but hard working hard is just is not an automatic pass to su success as I define it. Um, so I think that's what I would tell myself and just like to find comfort in the struggles that I am going through because it will. Um, ultimately make me just like a more empathetic human, whether that's like through podcast hosting or as a coach or just as a friend. Yeah, I love that. And I love the, the, the statement you made, made about um, no one's going to think any differently of you if you admit to you're struggling or you're, you're working through some um, other challenges, I guess is the way I would phrase it. Um, I think that's something that's such like a, like a stereotype by society is that we can't admit that we're doing something wrong or we can't admit that, you know, we're not that we're doing something wrong, that we're being challenged in a way that we never anticipated or that we need to ask for help and such like that. And so I think that's a really beautiful testament, not only um, to kind of just like a challenge towards society, but also a, um, showing how far you've come in your journey, right? Since your right. freshman year. So um, so beautiful and such beautiful words. And I really appreciate you sharing them because I think a lot of our listeners will, will feel similarly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so lastly, we always end our podcast this way. So, um, Haley, what does being a strong runner chick mean to you? Ooh, okay. So, um, being a strong runner chick to me means being grounded in who you are and what you stand for, regardless of how that aligns with projected societal ideas ideals um so that would to me would take two things like a willingness to dig deep into the uncomfortable parts of yourself um and then also responsible and respectful allyship so just understanding um i think like in in the u.s i feel like there's really not that much diversity within women's distance running um and I like well like while the sport is made up of a fairly homogenous population there is so much diversity in like minds and ideas that like I can't imagine how much stronger the running community would be if we can include more people in it 
for more walks of life. So just, I hope that's like something we can all look at and something I can continue to seek out how to help accomplish that. Yeah, I love that. I, I keep saying, I love that statement, Haley, because I agree with the, everything you're saying. Um, and it's so true though, because you know, you look at a, a field of, you know, distance runners or cross country runners and they all look the same, right? Um, or somewhat look the same. Um, they may have the same skin tone or, or hair or whatever. Um, but their stories are also different, right? And the, mm -hmm. the things that they bring to the table are so different. Um, mm -hmm. But also keeping that in mind, but like you said, including folks who maybe um, don't, whose voices aren't always heard. Um, mm -hmm. And that I think is going to be a really powerful thing. And I think along those lines, I think that's a way maybe that female running is starting to shift slightly. Like there's mm -hmm. this tiny little dip, like tip in that direction. Um, and we're starting to have some more of those conversations. So um, I appreciate you bringing light to that and also suggesting that other people maybe who are listening should also, you know, pay attention to the differences in stories that you have with, you know, your peers and also invite those who, you know, may not have be able to share their voice quite yet into the conversation. And then when they're ready, they'll be able to share as well. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just like, so yeah, so in awe of the, of the running community and so like grateful for, for groups like strong runner chicks and just like, I, I feel like we've really seen a shift in people stepping up and, and everyone's, everyone's so supportive and working towards the same goals. So yeah, thank you for all you do. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I, I'm so excited to see your, where, you know, your future takes you no matter where that ends up. Um, and, you know, Haley, as we kind of wrap up here, any last shout outs, anything you want to share with our listeners that might benefit them? Um, I know I'm totally putting you on the spot. So no stress if you don't have anything. Um, and if you think of something afterwards, I can always include in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, just a shout out to like anyone who's ever supported me along, along my journey in any capacity. Um, and then also there's just like one final thing I was thinking about is just like in, um, in terms of like high school running, um, I don't necessarily wish that I was held back per se in high school, but I just wish that like mental health and self-care were better prioritized on. Um, it's like, it's really hard because I think a lot of high school coaches are, are doing it out of the goodness of their heart and they're not experts in running or maybe haven't had that much experience in running um, themselves or in coaching. But I just wish that like if I had learned how to better balance um, and find fulfillment in my life outside of athletics, I wouldn't have needed to rely on training so much as like my sole source of joy and identity so that like I could have naturally just held myself back by shifting like more priority to like friendships and just like other areas of my life. Um, so yeah, I just like really hope to keep seeing more support and resources for high school coaches especially yeah that's a great point to, to to make Haley because I feel like we see so much support of course for professional athletes I mean they're just at a different level but we see a lot of these changes and systematic changes being you know um implemented with college athletes and maybe with like semi-pro athletes but we very rarely see them in high school or even middle school athletes as well um, so i know we at frc have been trying for a really long time to like develop 
courses for, um, or like workshops for high schools, because that's something that hasn't yet been developed. Um, but we're, it's, it's been a really long process for us because we're all kind of doing our own, like outside of life things. Um, but maybe that's something we can collaborate on in the future. Um, but yes, I, I really appreciate you speaking to that because like you said, I think it would prepare a lot of, you know, young athletes, no matter whether they're male or female to transition into the college experience, if they decide to play a sport in college so that they're prepared when they go into it, both physically and mentally, um, ready to, to kind of see what they can do and, and perform at their best. So thanks for highlighting that again. Yeah. Thank you, Kelsey. And yeah, thank you for giving me this space too, because I could just talk forever, but <laughs> <laughs> I totally can too. I told Haley before this, everybody, I was like, oh, the podcast will be like 30, 35 minutes. And we've been on together for like 45 minutes now. And I feel like we could continue going on for the next like 50 minutes. Um, I know, this is my problem in yeah. my podcasting as well. <laughs> um, well, being mindful of your time and, and our listeners' time, maybe we'll cap it here. But um, Haley, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciated my time with you today. Um, and SRC listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chicks.